Welcome to our Clothe with the Sun daily podcast, our reading and meditation on the gospel of the day. I am James Thomas. Today is Saturday, August the 19th, 2023. It is the 19th Saturday in Ordinary Time. Our reading today is from the gospel according to St. Matthew. Children were brought to Jesus that he might lay his hands on them and pray. The disciples rebuked them, but Jesus said, Let the children come to me, and do not prevent them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. After he placed his hands on them, he went away. So this is a really important gospel reading, as they all are, and this reading is uh, one of maybe four, I think, where Jesus talks about the importance of children how we are to be like children, how the kingdom of heaven belongs to children par excellence. And there's so much to say there. Uh, This is often a reading chosen for baptisms. And when baptisms occur, and over the history of the church, when baptisms have occurred or when they've been prepared for, there always has been this discussion of, should we baptize a child or should we wait till they get older? Should we let them make their own decision? And there's different Protestant denominations that argue back and forth and believe different things about this, and they do it in different ways. Everybody has their own way of doing it. However, it's always been the belief of the Catholic Church that children, it's okay to baptize children, and we've done this from the beginning. I mean, we see in the Acts of the Apostles where families decided to have their whole household baptized. It was really the father of the family making the decision that everyone in his household would be baptized. I think sometimes that even included slaves when they still had slaves. So, but definitely that included children. And the mindset always has been, well, let's give our kids the best. Let's give them grace. Let's overturn and get rid of, have forgiven original sin in them. And of course, yes, when they get older, they have to make decisions about whether they want to continue in this faith and in this practice. But it's really a reversal of Adam and Eve as the parents of the human race making a decision on our behalf to sin. And now that's why we all have original sin. And baptism is the reversal of that decision. It's new Younger parents making a decision on behalf of their children to say, I don't want original sin on the soul of my child. It's true. They're going to commit actual sins later on down the road, and they're going to be responsible for them. But parents taking that responsibility for what's been handed to them, that these are precious babies, beautiful children given to them by Almighty God, yet they have sin on their souls. And they're still going to have concupiscence even after this. But it's a great way to start. And even for parents to make a decision on behalf of their children to have them get confirmation, to have them receive communion, to go to mass, to practice the faith, etc., to learn the Bible, etc., to learn their prayers. Um, we mess this up a little bit when we have confirmation a little bit too late. It's one thing if you do it in high school and then the kids are making their own decision. Uh, It's another thing if it's eighth grade and the parents are forcing them and they're at that point where really they're, they're making up their own minds. I've talked to so many seventh and eighth graders who have said, I don't want to be confirmed. This doesn't mean anything to me. My parents don't even take me to church, but they're going to force me to come to these classes and do this thing that I don't even understand. 
which is a shame. It's always best if parents are living up to their baptismal duty, that is, for the baptism of their children, that they're supposed to raise the child in the faith. But from the church's point of view, it just seems better to give the sacraments earlier as they used to do as more of a general practice, because at least then, if you're saying that the parents are making a decision on behalf of their children, well, they're younger and therefore they're more malleable. They accept things a little bit more readily. Very often on a child's first communion day, that child is very cooperative. Sometimes they're a little underformed, but even if it was third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, uh, fifth grade, I think, is generally agreed on to be the best year because they're getting smarter, but they're still very innocent. And they're, they're usually trying to do well to impress their parents and their teachers and their priests, etc. But why is it that we favor children, that we focus on children? Jesus says, let the children come to me. It's a great argument for infant baptism, just even to use the words of our Lord. But then why does Jesus say the kingdom of heaven belongs to children? One thing that's interesting about it is that it comes right after yesterday's reading, which was all about marriage and how divorce is bad. What is one big reason that divorce is bad? It destroys a family and it harms the children. Children need mom and dad there together. They need that family. They need that home. They need stability. They don't need to be passed around all over the place to this parent today, that parent tomorrow, this grandparent, that grandparent. Children need to be able to go home and feel safe and secure. They need that good example of loving parents, but it's more than just example. It's the source that they come from. It's their fuel. It's that love that says, yes, mom and dad are both here. We're a team and we love you and we're taking care of you. So it has to do with what it follows from. That is, Jesus is saying marriage is an icon of the Trinity. And as I was saying yesterday, mother and father giving birth to a third person is a reflection, an icon of the Trinity, father and son loving each other producing that third person, the Holy Spirit. But also children are innocent, as we're all supposed to be. Children are trusting, which is what we're all supposed to be. And I feel like this is the greatest lesson, that we have to learn how to trust like a child, trusting in our Lord. We've all been wounded in our childhood in different ways. None of us have had perfect parents, and therefore trust is lacking. And as we go through life, we constantly have to heal those wounds to form better relationships. We ultimately will have a good spousal relationship to the degree that we're healed and nurtured, hopefully, from our parental relationships, especially with the opposite sex, knowing I can love this person, I can trust this person, I can receive love from this person, and I feel good about myself. There's so much to say here. We can speak of developmental psychology, and now there's this whole realm of Christian developmental psychology, and a lot of talk is done about the inner child. When people are wounded, there is it's very encouraged to have a dialogue with the inner child. Why am I still making the same mistakes? Why am I still having the same negative feelings about my life and my identity, etc.? Well, very often, 
It goes back to what happened in our childhood. Someone telling us we weren't good enough. Someone just rejecting us and ignoring us. And so now in this realm of Christian psychology, we talk about having that conversation with the inner child saying, you know what, you're going to be fine. And there's a whole realm here. There's so much to work on there. It's beautiful stuff that I highly recommend people do. And it's not just Christian psychology. It's very much wrapped up in the 12 steps and and a lot of different branches of, you know, emotional healing that are out there today where we talk to the inner child, we pray with the inner child. We learn how to heal the inner child, and then that makes us better parents as we go forward dealing with other people. But the inner child, very often, you know, when we experience anxiety especially, the inner child needs to be soothed. Someone didn't give that kid, meaning the one inside you, the ability to to cope with certain things, to heal from certain things. And so we can still do that work, and we do it together with Jesus. We do it with Our Lady. Our Lady supplies the motherly love that was never given to us perfectly. Jesus and his Father supply that fatherly love. Saint Joseph does too. Of course, all of our other angels and saints. But even just for we ourselves to do it, to have that regular dialogue with my inner child. What is it that you need right now? Why are you feeling this way? Why are you tempted to commit these sins? Why are you giving in this to this addiction? What is it that you feel? Well, and then over time you hear the inner child speak. Well, nobody ever listened to my opinion and nobody ever took care of me when I had this problem. Nobody ever, whatever, whatever it is, we learn to heal that. So there's such an importance to the child, and even for our own inner child, we're still working on it as we get into our 30s, 40s, and 50s. So if that's important, imagine how important it is that we take care of the children entrusted to us, the actual physical children. And we see in our world today, there was a book written by a professor of mine, John Sayward, uh, the, the, um, the, oh, I forget it. I have the book right here somewhere, <laughs> but it's about the attack on the child that has existed from the beginning of time. And we see it in different places. We see children being massacred and sacrificed in history. We see King Herod and his story, Pharaoh and the story of what happened to the Jews in Egypt, the killing of children. This is an act of cowards, but it's also the greatest possible evil because God loves children. God made us to be children. He wants us to be like children. And it's really a beautiful thing that he does with us and that we come into the world as children. It's true. We have to grow and mature and think and make decisions, but then a great grace and mercy is given to so many of us that we can experience old age where we become like those little children again. And that is clearly preparation for heaven saying, okay, now, I have to humble myself again. I have to place myself into the care of another person. And all of this, whether we're talking about our childhood or whether we're talking about our old age, it's all meant to prepare us for placing ourselves in the hands of Almighty God. So let's, as certain feast days are coming up, like St. Therese, the, the, who, uh, you know, St. Therese of the child Jesus, her whole focus was on spiritual childhood and the child Jesus. And so many other saints so it show us this as well. Um, let's really focus on being children, healing the inner child, 
letting the inner child be who he or she is within us, letting that child come out and striving to focus more and more on being childlike, being simple, not taking ourselves too seriously and placing ourselves into the hands of a loving God who we can trust, who wants to take care of us. This is why he made us to lavish his love and his graces on us for all eternity. Hope everybody has a great day. God bless you.